Hey everybody, it's typical. I'm a few weeks into this new presenter job and I've set a challenge that seems a lot easier on paper than in real life. Thanks a lot, Nikki. Record the intro on a bike, he said. Well, let's go. Everybody remembers learning to ride a bike for the first time. I remember when I first learned how to ride a bike, I was five years old and I learned how to ride the bike in a laneway near the Phoenix Park with my dad. He was very patient. Even though I kept falling, I kept getting back up and I kept trying until I finally got it. And now I cycle every day. And that's how great cycling is. It was for my, I think, seventh birthday. I got this little um, Molly bike and I had a doll behind it on a little chair and it was this hot pink bike. And I was cycling around with my little stabilizers and I was cycling around and I was really happy with myself. And I was putting all my different teddies in the seat on the back and bringing them around the estate. I was on this really burgundy type bike which had no stabilizers and my dad was running behind me trying to get me to cycle without stabilizers which was a task but I got there in the end. Uh, hard, annoying, pulling over me, sore, hitting your legs off the pedaling. <laughs> my dad taught me how to cycle. Again like some of the girls have said he was behind me and pretending he was holding when he wasn't. My dad's up and down the road on stabilizers, falling off a couple of times, but obviously getting back up, trying again, and then learning how to ride the bike eventually. Green School's Bike Week runs from this Saturday, the 14th, till the following Saturday, the 22nd. Bike Week is a celebration of active travel, sustainable transport, and all the joys of cycling a bike. So, today, Ecolution hops on the saddle. Hi, my name is Deirdre Kelly. I work as the cycling and walking officer with Dublin City Council. And today we are at Pedal Palooza, which is a cycling for all event taking place in Fairview Park. Bringing people together to celebrate cycling, to get new people to try out bikes. We've got bleeper bikes and moby bikes here. We've different types of bikes for different abilities for people with disabilities. We've trikes and hand cycles and all different things for people to try out. So we're really encouraging people to give it a go. We've also had guided cycles to bring people again in a big group so people feel safe and comfortable going over to Clontarf and to the Royal Canal to see some of the new cycle infrastructure there. We've had bike maintenance, film screenings, obstacle courses, loads of fun events for people and people seem to have really enjoyed it. Hi, I'm Lily. I'm 10. I'm decorating a high-vis jacket. I'm putting different ribbons and fabrics on it. I love cycling. It's a fun way to get around and it's just fun to do in your spare time. I cycle to school. I feel safe. I was five when I learned to cycle. I love to cycle in Phoenix Park. There's lovely trees and everything and um, it's just a beautiful park. My name is Liam Mulvaney and I'm nine years old. I like cycling because it's fun to just have a nice cycle around like a park or something. Sometimes I would do laps around uh, green in Merino. Cycling comes as second nature to most kids. It just makes sense to take part in active travel, especially when walking or cycling are the main options open to us without getting on to our parents. But often, people fall out of the habit. 
Antonia Martin, I'm the Communication and Promotion Officer for Active Travel in Dublin City Council. Our job is to try and get more people thinking and doing active travel. So the more people we can get out of cars and walking and cycling short distances, the better for our environment, the better for health and well-being, and the better for socialising within your community. So we're trying to help people and encourage people to make the transition for those journeys. A lot of people want change and they want to be able to walk and cycle safely in their neighbourhood. Some people, I suppose, feel that they have no option but to be in their car. And it's a bit of chicken and egg because people feel that it's not safe to cycle sometimes and and so they drive but the more cars on the road make it less safe for people to cycle so there's some really good initiatives and we've had talks here today with school cycle buses and that's an initiative where parents cycle with children in convoy to school so they kind of act as their own safety measure while the infrastructure is coming in so they're the types of projects we're delighted to see popping up and we really try to support giving them more say green time on the traffic lights to get through while the infrastructure is coming so it's I suppose kind of you need lots of things to be happening at the same time to help people to make that shift to get people thinking that the bicycle can do both you can get out and you can have your leisurely cycle but it can also get you to where you're going say in the next five ten years it's to really increase the amount of people cycling walking and to reduce the people in cars and whether you know if they need if it's long journey maybe they'll do some by public transport that you can use the bike share scheme then do the last bit of your journey there's all these different maybe multimodal ways to get to your destination so we need to change the shift with people thinking that default car is the only way I can get there there's loads of different options so to gradually decrease the amount of cars on the road and increase the more healthy and sustainable ways that people are travelling. According to the EPA transport in Ireland is responsible for about 20% of our greenhouse gas emissions. Car traffic alone makes up over two-thirds of that at 12% on a national scale. A huge reduction in emissions by trucks, vans and buses is also essential. So, the easier we make it to grab a bike and do whatever business you need to, the better. Hi, I'm uh, Hugh Cooney, the CEO of Bleeper Bike. Bleeper Bike started with the pedal bike bike sharing. We've now added subscription bikes and also we've launched cargo bikes. It's called Bleeper Box. So businesses who want to do deliveries with a cargo bike, they can rent cargo bikes from us. Then the other option is for parents, there's kind of a little seat in the front of that Bleeper Box. So you can have two kids in that, either a mother or father bringing their kids to school, or they can have the youngest child in the front of it and maybe five or six-year-olds cycling alongside them. So cargo bikes are a great way of getting a young family out cycling. Because there is a desire to make it easier for families to join the cycling revolution. I'm Ashen, I'm six. Uh, I love cycling because I like the energy. I cycle to school. So I go on the footpath. My name is Justin and I'm 40 plus. We've been cycling, uh, I'd say, every day since I've lived here for about 15 years or something. There is more infrastructure, there's more people cycling. But still, still there could be a bit more, like it's still a bit broken up. You know, you still have to get out there and kind of play with the traffic. At the minute, I do try to keep Art on the path, mostly. And then Frankie's in the back on my bike. It's okay, but like I say, we don't go too far. I'd be kind of hesitant to go very far. It comes with stickers. The brand of his bike is called Woom. And it comes with stickers with your name. As with all movements, cycling needs feet on the ground or actually feet on the pedals, trying to change the conversation. Stephen McLean and I volunteer some of my time to help with iBike Dublin. 
We are a direct action group. We advocate for improved cycle safety infrastructure, segregated cycle infrastructure that is usable by from 4 to 94. You know, that's, that's the kind of ethos of it. The challenge that remains is simply enormous. We're all aware of it. I'm not the most eco-friendly person in the world. I'm, I'm very conscious of it over the last couple of years, but it's, it's not my main reason. Since having my first child, it just dawned on me that the environment that we put our children into is not fit for purpose. It's extremely dangerous, so we need to change that. In terms of cycling, realistically, the best we can hope for is that simply wherever I want to go with my family, I can get there by bike safely. That's it. It's not about taking anything away from motorists. I'm a motorist myself. I've driven hundreds of thousands of kilometres all over the country, all over Europe and the world. So I realise that currently and for the last 20 years, Dublin, Galway, Cork are gridlocked with traffic. It's not working anyway. So if I want to have the choice as I go out my front door to bring my child somewhere and basically not sit in traffic all day, also for my business, business meetings in around the city or on the outskirts of the city, the bike is the perfect vehicle. It gets me there on time. I've got an e-bike now. I arrive with my shirt and tie on, haven't broken a sweat. You know, it's just ideal. It's blindingly obvious once you take the bike on a couple of journeys. And e-bikes actually can help the game. Often with cycling, people worry they're not fit enough. But electric bikes can assist you up those hills, overcoming the hurdle. And you don't arrive places in a total sweat. So what type does Stephen have? The bike is an e-cargo bike. I've got a battery and motor that's capable of doing 70 kilometres range on it. My daughter's seat is on the back at the moment. She's just turned four, so she can't cycle on the road. So we get on the road. She's safe either in the front box or on the back, and we bring our bike down to wherever we're going for our, our adventure that day. For work as well, this converts then. I, I do my deliveries around the city. I go to my meetings. I feel like it's overkill with a cargo bike, carrying something as simple as a laptop in a bag. But like then I think about the people who are driving a, a Ford Cougar or whatever they're called, Rangers and all these things, and all they literally have is a measuring tape or a laptop, and that's all I carry. In the playground, actually in Fairview Park here a few weeks ago, someone came up to me and goes, oh, that, that looks like a really expensive bike. And I was like, it's a really cheap car. You know, it's like, like this has just saved me a fortune. Like, I believe this type of bike is key to actually future mobility in our city. The cargo bike, honestly, it's just my favourite possession now. I just can't believe it. I was like, why didn't I get this years ago? Well, Last year, Pedalpalooza offered us a chance to speak to almost everyone working within Dublin, making bikes a priority, plus their dogs. I am Sabrina Decker. I'm the, I'm the Climate Action Coordinator for Dublin City Council. This is Jojo. Can you say something? Oh, I was just sniffing there. Is there peanut butter on that microphone? Bike Week, which is very important in terms of our climate action plan. We would really like to promote active travel because that is the most sustainable mode of transport and has pretty much zero emissions except for the food that you eat, to power your legs, to pedal or walk. We have our climate action plan. With our climate action plan, it is focused on what the city council does in terms of our operations and service delivery. I think the biggest concern with climate change is we need to be prepared to deal with the impacts. And we're really good in Ireland with dealing with flooding, but we do need to think a little bit more in terms of the intensity and frequency of events that are happening and how we prepare for those and how we adapt to that. We're going to have to look a little bit more at how we actually encourage behaviour change. So a week like Bike Week is really important to getting people to think about their commute. Because if you go look over at where all the bikes are, it's great to see different bikes of different shapes and allowing people with different abilities to cycle, but also allowing parents to take their kids to school and do the daily stuff. A lot of the COVID mobility schemes have allowed us to push forward a lot of cycling infrastructure and pedestrian so we do need to continue to work on that um, and those do need to become part of the everyday and part of the city fabric how many of you cycle to school 
For a lot of kids and their parents, safety is their main concern, especially if the space around their school is busy with traffic. But there are people trying to change that. Hi, my name is Niamh Nicole Moyne and I'm a schools outreach officer for a very special project for schools across the city called School Zones. And you might have seen these school zones if you're travelling across the city and they're pencils outside the school gate and they're yellow and red circles on the road. Basically, these were put in as a way to keep the school gate safe for young people because what was happening was lots of people were parking on the footpath or blocking the school gate and if you were a small child, you come out the school gate and you can't see the road left or right. There's no space on the footpath. So the National Transport Authority came up with the idea, look, COVID is here. We want to try and get people walking and cycling. Let's do something. And Dublin City Council said, yeah, let's do something. And they engaged in a pilot project with schools across the city. So all schools were invited to apply for these school zones. And the first school zones were in Francis Street. And after that, then 135 schools have applied for the school zones. The idea is, as you're coming towards the school you see the dots and you see a sign on the road that says school zone and number one you calm down and then you see the pencils on either the road or on the footpath so you can't park on the footpath or you can't double park really on the road if they're on the road so that kind of frees up the road it stops the congestion and it allows the school gates to be free of cars so the children can walk in and out Changes to cycling infrastructure around Dublin and other parts of the country have not been easy, and they're not all well received in the space being changed. Criticism and even legal actions can follow, as was the case on Strand Road in Sandymount last year. Everybody you speak to says, yeah, I'm all for that, I want more safe cycling infrastructure, until maybe the local residence group gets together and goes, oh, they're taking away some street parking or something like that. That's where we're, we're hitting stumbling blocks, I believe, with a very small minority, the vast majority, say they, they will gladly endorse safe cycling infrastructure, even if it means an extra four minutes drive on their daily commute. I think more and more people are aware of climate action and they'll see that good cycling infrastructure plays a very important part of that. In order for Ireland to fulfil its climate commitments, we need in Dublin to have a 25% reduction in car reliance. So I think this is a fantastic initiative for people to do something on climate action. Really to be part of that positive story that the country is going to get its greenhouse gases down most of the journeys to and from school are within a kilometre of the school so everybody okay it may be a major inconvenience at the start but everybody can get on board on this story and make a difference Uh, think about a thousand schools across the country applied for their local authority with green schools to look at how we can plan and design a safe route to school for schools. So yeah, it's part of a bigger story. So right across the country now, there are schools who are about to participate in this safe routes to school project. It goes from a COVID mobility, it building back better because of the pandemic, to something that will have a longer term impact on communities and neighbourhoods. I think a real indicator of success for cycling in Dublin would be for students to be able to cycle to school on their own and feel safe. I think that that's an indicator that we'll be looking out for. I'm Kawa. I'm Ashley the best. I'm Lara. Hey, no, Ashley. I'm Holly the best of the best.
<laughs> I love cycling. <laughs> because sometimes you get to cycle on the road and it's a good exercise for your feet and it's safe. And sometimes you can, it can also be faster as a car and it's a free pass to skip all the cars in the traffic jams. It's a good exercise for your legs and your oh, feet. Come on, I said that. And you get to cycle with your friends. Who wouldn't want to cycle with their friends? But for some people, it's not so easy to see themselves on a bike. So I suppose there can sometimes be this image of cycling that it's middle-aged men in Lycra. I don't think it is the case. You can see here today, there's a real diversity of people cycling and more and more that's becoming truer and truer. But I suppose we'll really see that Dublin's become a cycling city when we see all genders, all age groups, all abilities out in equal force. So that's, that's the goal. Last Thursday, we cycled down to a hotel in Dublin City Centre for a very important event. Hashtag AntiCycles is a national campaign that wants to help teenage girls get back on their bikes whilst addressing some of the reasons they were looking to in the first place. We headed in to meet AntiCycles ambassadors from across the country at their annual awards ceremony. Okay, uh, my name is Talia Martin. I go to Dominican College, Sign Hill. In second year, there was a focus group conducted for girls who cycle to school, and that's how I learned about the anti-cycles, and this year they sent us out um, a form if you wanted to apply, and I just thought, well, the focus group was so interesting, so why not go for it? Uh, I'm Sarah Thompson. I'm in Dominican Sign Hill College as well. I'm very passionate about cycling, and I know a lot of my friends stopped cycling because it was just too much of a hassle in the skirt and stuff, and I wanted to get them back into it so I could have people to cycle with, so I thought I would do it. We ran a survey at the start of the year to learn why students weren't confident cycling to school and we got a lot of feedback telling us that it was because they felt that the roads weren't safe. Hi, my name is Sophie and I'm from St. Wollstons in Salbridge. Since first year I've always cycled to school, yeah. Well, cycling in general, it's a lot quicker than driving and it's a good way to get fresh air as well in the morning before you're in school for the holiday. My name is Bemelia and I'm from St. Wollstons in Kildare. So we've done quite a lot this year. So we've done some surveys to find out why a lot of us don't cycle. Hi, I'm Megan from St. Wollstons in Kildare. I think personally the most successful action we took this year was doing a presentation to second years. They're a younger year group to us, so they look up to us and it gave us an insight into what the barriers to stop them from cycling and gave us more ideas of how we can encourage them to start cycling, get their bikes out. Uh, we put posters up around the school to promote the programme and raise awareness and yeah, a few more people have started cycling this year. Around 15 out of 700, which isn't great, but it was originally about like seven people. We more than doubled the amount of girls cycling. My name is Shriya Mishra. I don't cycle to school specifically, but I do cycle outside school. One thing that was a key thing that a lot of people said that they didn't cycle to school because of the commute on a bike would be too far for them. I don't cycle to school as I live in Greystones, so it's a big commute to Blackrock, 20 kilometers away. So in our action plan, one of the actions that I had down was to get bikes at the Dart station. I would get off, I'd grab a rental bike that would not be as costly. So it would be something in the cost of the Dart ride and I could bike to school which would be an opportunity for girls to cycle and like overall people to cycle more. I'm Ella Ward and I'm from Clashanakri, County Galway. I've always been a strong feminist and I've always had an interest in like bikes and sports. So when this opportunity came, I thought that it was just the perfect opportunity. I realized one of the problems in our school was storage. 
So I built a bike shack to store your bikes and more people started cycling to school. My name is Amy Spratt and I attend Ashbury Community School. I wanted to focus my attention on something that was positive and could bring change to our school but also in our community. So I'm big on sport and exercise to me is so important. It's great, I think, for my own head and just to clear my mind. But also it's something that I wanted for other girls who might be, you know, self-conscious of what people might think of them if they're, you know, cycling to school. So I wanted them to feel good about themselves and reclaim that joy and enjoyment for cycling like myself. I cycled to school and I'm 14. It only takes 20 minutes. Luckily I haven't had any awkward encounters so far. My school doesn't require me to wear a uniform so maybe that's part of it. But the road isn't always the same for everyone as some of the girls we met told us. I don't know this never happened in my community but in other communities you could go cycling and you might not feel comfortable because people might like I don't know cat call you or something and then you just feel immediately uncomfortable and you just decide to start walking instead of cycling. Through our survey we actually found one of the other reasons was that girls were afraid of being cat called or cycling in their skirt and it blowing up and people seeing it and then making fun of them and pointing it out so that was another reason we were trying to tackle it because there's such a huge gender gap between boys and girls cycling to school. Basically all girls schools have skirts and they have a option of trousers but most people don't wear trousers so like I like get changed into shorts and it's just a big hassle for like basically like you know it's just a big hassle most people wouldn't be want to do because there's a lot of catcalling so there's loads of boys walking down and they're just like immature and stuff and it's just not good. I feel like you always have to keep your friends updated to like let them know where you are because you never know what's going to happen like for both genders but I feel like it's specifically for girls for a brief moment it was a bit. There was a few boys from another school who kind of chased me home um, it kind of gave me a bit of a fright so for a few weeks I didn't cycle and then I'd have my dad meet me walking home because I felt a bit scared but then I got back into it pretty quickly so it was fine again and it was only a one-time thing so I was happy that it was over. Um, what I think needs to change is just for kind of all genders just to find themselves equal like just to yeah, be equal and that's it. I think girls think that there's a certain judgment around cycling because they think oh it's just for boys but I think like anybody can cycle like it's not just gender specific. My name is Ella O'Connor and I'm from Ashburn Community School. Our school's a mixed school. So last year the Anti-Cycles Ambassadors had a huge impact. So there's no girls cycling school and then there's about three girls cycling school and now there's five girls cycling school. Even talking to like the first year students like the girls and getting that first initial reaction of like look these are some older girls who's telling us now like do you know what getting rid of like the, that judgment of do you know what? it's okay to cycle to school it's not like a big deal and I think from hearing that from like girls that are older like they have more of an influence on you when I was younger in primary school I would have thought oh no I don't want to cycle because no other girls cycled and then as I started to get older I started to realize like it's okay it's not just a boys thing okay so let's slow down on the bikes on the road we want to control our speed that's it good stuff Of course, safety of all kinds should be at the top of the agenda when it comes to people on bikes, on our roads or our paths. Ireland isn't on its own in trying to change how we build our cities and urban spaces to allow more active travel. Paris is investing 250 million euro into upgrading its bicycle network as part of the Plan Velo Act 2. The city is building 180 kilometres of new permanent segregated bike lanes and thousands of new bicycle parking spots between now and 2026. And like we said, only a few weeks back, big changes like this can be hard. How could it be any different here? 
My name is Avrila Schemler and I'm a first year student at Dominican College Sinhill. I was born in Australia and other than Australia I've lived in Chile, China, Malaysia and I'm currently three years living in Dublin. I think unfortunately across many countries they all lack similar things. They all lack unity like for example the government working with the community and the community working with the school and the school working with the pupils because they all kind of like work together to actually enable us girls to cycle to school. I think many things need to change such as the infrastructure of cycling lanes, better school uniform for cycling to school. I also think cycling should be viewed more as like a social thing a happy and enjoyable like social thing where like people can cycle to and from school together yeah many things when we do look further afield though we can take from their experience of what works i was in barcelona recently and barcelona are very progressive in terms of what they do for their city because it's so densely populated they're actually saying well no we shouldn't be building segregated bike lanes if all speed was brought down to 30 kilometers per hour well then cars and bikes are going at the same speed so we should all mix together so I'd be a big fan of the Love 30 and I see other cities doing that because it's not practical to have segregated bike routes everywhere so the speed of the car needs to come down in our densely populated urban environments. Getting people into a city safely using active travel will also call for more radical action. In Fairview where Pedalpalooza took place work has begun on active travel infrastructure that will see car traffic interrupted by works until December 2023 and that can be controversial but it's also necessary to achieve our climate targets. I do want to see and I, I strongly push for this that inside the canals in Dublin need to be pedestrian prioritised, need to be largely private vehicle taken out of it. Not blue badge holders, not commercial vehicles of course and, and the commercial vehicles and the blue badge holders will, will get around much much easier if the 99% of people who come into the city could switch to an alternative and it's just the, the truth, we all know it, you know. I suppose it's a bit of a change in culture, like we know from the research that the more people that cycle, the safer cycling becomes and I suppose from a driver's perspective the more people that cycle, the more as drivers we get used to looking out for cyclists. We can see on some of the great protected cycling we have on the Grand Canal and Royal Canal along Clontarf that the numbers are huge of people cycling there every day and that's all a plan in development like Dublin has um, a cycle network plan that is going to be developed in the coming years so there will be more and more of those really great protected cycle lanes which will make again cycling safer and that it's a network so it will be you know people will be able to crisscross the city really easily by bike that's going to be really exciting I love cycling it's really fun when you're bored. It's a good exercise. You can do it with your family when you want to spend time with them. And it's a real good joy. Today here I had a really good time. So I found my friends and then we did loads of things. And I also made bike art. I'm very happy to be on the news. I think I should be on it lots of times because I've been to the president's house for afternoon lunch. He's very nice. He's short. He's a table about the size Three, two, back here. Hey, how does that have to do with cycling? I think we have space for some things that are out of left field. In fact, it's left field thinking that's been working towards improving active travel in Dublin City. I think we're getting in the right direction. We're going to the right place. We've seen numbers over the last 10 years in Dublin. The numbers of cyclists have more than doubled. We've made a load of progress in the last 12 to 18 months. And if that rate of progress keeps up, 
we'll be in a very good place in five years. Also making that link that cycling is really, really good for the planet. It's getting people out of their cars, into the fresh air, all of the good stuff. You know, if everybody got up on a bike or even walked in the morning, we would transform the city. Can you imagine? We'd have no noise from traffic. We'd have no pollution. We'd be healthier, happier. We'd be more social. Yeah, I think this is the way forward. For more information on Bike Week, head to greenschoolsireland.org to see what they have planned in your area. Why not enter their Freedom Machine comic competition looking for comic strips that showcase your cycling adventure from students in schools across the country? Or at the very least, join National Cow Day, Cycle on Wednesday, next Wednesday, May 18th. Thanks to Dublin City Council and Pedal Palooza for having us down to the event last year and to all the families, children and participants we spoke to. Whether to get you to school, to go hang out with your friends, or just pop a wheelie, I'm great at wheelies. The cycle path is clear. Before secondary school, I didn't cycle at all. I had a bike, but I didn't use it. Um, but then since first year, my parents encouraged me to cycle to school, and since then, I've gotten a lot more independent. There was a brief time when I didn't have a bike because I had a road bike, and it was a really, I loved that bike, and then it got stolen. I just kind of had stopped cycling, but then COVID happened again, and I got a bike again, and I was cycling in like mornings. I was like waking up at nine, which is kind of a lunatic activity for me. So I was like going out cycling a lot. In the summer, I was doing like swims at six in the morning. So I think going to the city at 5 a.m. is my favorite because the streets are mine. Um, feel great about my bike. It's it's my little key to like wherever I want to go. I live in more of a rural area, so to be able to go places such as to my friend's house, it's a lot easier to be able to just cycle up instead of having to walk and taking longer or then having to get my mom to drop me there. I don't want to be like cringy and say like freedom, but like it kind of is. Because really, like if you're in the park and I have like my headphones in and I can just like cycle around for ages and just go where I want with music and go down hills and just have some fun. Honestly, it's, you know, my way of getting around. Even when I'm not in school, I use my bike to make my way around. Um, and it's a good mode of transport. It's obviously uh, environmentally friendly. Yeah, I rely on it a lot. And it gives me freedom to go around wherever I want to. I think having the independence of being able to get yourself different places in like a sustainable travel for one and also just having that freedom of going wherever just because you know you can buy yourself on your bike. My bike? Well, um, secure. (laughs) Uh, I love my bike. I just love it. Oh, and one time in Italy my foot got stuck in the little thing. It's like the thing where all the chains come from and it took like forever to unscrew it. Long story, it was just painful. Got it! She lost a toe! No, I did a peanut toe! It's hilarious! I know! Peace out! Ecolution was produced by Nikki Coughlin for RTE Junior Radio. With edit assistance from Ephonial.